It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, Sam Presti talks for two hours at his exit interview. What did he say? How close are the Thunder to competing? What offseason moves might be made? And a lot more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod, email the show, LOThunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into Sam Presti's press conference to win the season. How far away are the Thunder from competing? An update on where the Thunder might play their G League games next year, plus a summer league update. Who's going to participate? Who might not participate? When is the end goal for this rebuild? And a very funny SGA story, along with more insight on team building and stories about Nick Collison and the Supersonics. And plus, they touched on Ludort and Darius Baisley's contract extension. So a lot to get to today. It will not go two hours the way that Sam Presti's uh, press conference did. Uh, you know, it was a long, long time. Uh, no other GM talks this way, folks. It was incredible. I answered every question with as much detail as possible and stayed until everybody asked every question they could think of. And the value in that is not for, you know, the media exclusively, right? It's for you, the listener, the fan. The second that that press conference ended, and I believe it was Joe Mazzotto, the first person that put out the time of the press or how long it took. It was a very long press conference, thorough answers to every question asked. But the minute it started circulating, how long it was that we were sitting there 
watching Sam Presti talk. The entire Locked On NBA host group chat started exploding with messages. Does he always do this? I wish we could have gotten that access was from some, some uh, host on there because some hosts were all on there just wishing that their GM would do the same thing, would talk for this long and give this much transparency and allow this many questions to be asked. And Sam Preston does this every time he talks. I mean, he's, he's a great salesman, but also he's great at giving detail and explanations for things. He talks at media day to start the year, exit interview, the lottery last year, right before the lottery, the draft, right after the draft. And each time he goes as long as he can. And while that's great for the media, right? It's great for us, obviously. It's also great for the fans to get as much transparency as possible. And so you have a great GM in the GM boardroom, because he's technically not on the court, but also uh, connecting you to this team. And he talked about that. He talked about how, you know, COVID didn't just impact, you know, the, the players. It impacted the community and, and impacted the ability to connect the Thunder with Oklahoma City, which is what made has made this entire thing so special, is how connected the Thunder felt to Oklahoma. The community events, putting themselves out there, and broadening the Thunder, locking down the state, where you can have Thunder events anywhere in the entire state of Oklahoma. Like the stuff like that was lost as well. And now we're finally getting out of that. We hope and we think and we feel and we have seen. We're finally getting out of that. So that's a big deal. But again, the, the press conference length uh, dragged on whatever, but it, it is a huge service to you, the fan, as well. Now, if you didn't hear, the Thunder will be playing in two summer leagues this summer. One in Utah for the Salt Lake City Circuit, July 5th through the 7th. And then the traditional one in Vegas, July 7th through the 11th. So here's the players we know are going to play. Trey Mann's going to play. Lindy Waters is going to play. Josh Giddy will play in Utah, and Pokashevsky will play in Utah. Sam Presti said that Utah will be used more so for veterans, and then Vegas will be used more so for young rookie type of players. Now, Trey Mann and Lindy Waters confirmed this at their exit interview that they were going to play. And so typically whenever players say, you know, we're going to be in summer league, they would obviously mean the big deal, like the big showcase in Vegas. And at that time, it wasn't announced to the public yet that they were going to be playing in Utah and Vegas. But obviously, the players would know if they're going to play in Vegas or Utah. So no clarity on those two players specifically, but we do have clarity that Poku and Josh Giddy will be playing in Utah and probably not Vegas. The reason for this, of course, you get more time. This summer league gives you another benchmark, another, another crack at defining this roster. They're going to bring in four guys, at least three, I think, in this draft, if not all four. And they're going to bring in four top 35 picks in this NBA draft, or three. And they're going to have to find room for them. They're going to have to find find spots for them. And I think they're going to take it down to the very last second, to the very day before the year starts next year, on how to get this roster down to a playable 17, including two ways. And every step's going to be important. Training camp's going to be important. Summer League will be important. Preseason will be important. And now you have a couple more games in Summer League. You're going to go play in Utah with the Jazz and the Grizzlies and the Sixers. Uh, and I believe the Heat are going to come. Right? Like you're going to be playing in Summer League with these teams. And then go to Vegas and play your traditional kind of round-robin type of thing. Yeah, it'll be Jazz, Heat, Sixers, Grizzlies, and Thunder uh, in, in the Utah Summer League. This is great 
it's awesome for fans to get to see more Thunder games and, and more games that are very, very winnable and games that you can just simply sit back, have a beverage, and uh, root for the Thunder to win with no mixed feelings. Uh, but that's the update on Summer League. Uh, Cressy's takeaway from the Pelicans was the same thing it was for all of us. Uh, look, you view it as you moved up in the draft for free. What would it take to go from 15 to 12 on draft night? It takes something, probably a lot of things, probably something very valuable to go from 15 to 12. This way, with the Pelicans being the Clippers, it took nothing. So you celebrate that victory. And then the biggest topic of them all. How far away are the Thunder from competing? Remember last week, you had Lou Dort saying the goal next year is to playoffs. You had SGA saying that he's very excited for the future and can't go into details on the plan, but he's very excited. And there were little quotes last week that if you wanted to, you could take them as the tank's over. They're going to actually try next year. They're going to compete next year, right? Sam Presti did a good job of balancing that to where now you're feeling a 180 of whatever you felt. Unless you came out of way last week saying, hey, this tank's going to continue, you feel a 180 right now today because of the way the Sam Presti measured things out. And if you want to put on your tinfoil hat and say it was by design that you know he's trying to tamper expectations before he makes a big move, um, sure. But in reality, I think that we got a very good, clear indication of what the future looks like for the thunder or at least what the plan is of course things can change in a di- on the dime in the nba like you, you can have a plan in mind you can think it's going to be flawless and then for whatever reason injuries trade demands salary cap changes cba changes for whatever reason it doesn't work out but for me whenever i get asked the question what's the plan or when's this going to end the, the thinking portion how much longer in this rebuild? I feel like I have a much better understanding of it today than I did before Sam Presti spoke to the media yesterday. And so that's the biggest takeaway is that it finally feels clear and not speculation of what the deal is for the Thunder. We're going to talk about that coming up. What is going to be the goal for the Thunder this season and beyond? But first, I want to tell you right now, my friends over at Price Picks. Price Picks is awesome, folks. You pick two to five players and over-under in their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on your entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. It's awesome, NBA fans. This is daily fantasy sports made easy, and you're going to want to do it because it takes 60 seconds or less to start your entry. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. You can use their award-winning app on the App Store or Google Play Store. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds and steals, Price picks allows mixed sport entries. Folks, I think Luca's coming back in game three on Thursday. Let's bet Luca points on the over on that one. And let's take Rudy Gobert points on the under in that game as well. It's that simple to make your selections. Price picks does not stop at the NBA, though. They have college basketball, college football, MLB, soccer, NFL, MMA, and so much more. For a limited time only, Price picks has exclusive no brainer offers for our listeners. Users get $50 for free. Our listeners get $50 for free. If a player on your first prize pick entry scores a single point, you must use the code NBA though. That's right. The code NBA is exclusive offer for our lockdown listeners. Sign up today and use code NBA for $50 for free. If a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. So make sure you go check that out today at prize picks. Let's say right now, better friends over at betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs this year. Finally, the sports developments league news, and reviews, including this year's basketball playoffs to start the major league season as well in MLB, 
Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So go to the website today or even use your mobile device and see how the trends and actions are going for you. Bet Online is where the game starts. And folks, it's so easy to bet at Bet Online. You type it in in your search bar, betonline.net. You go to their sports book, you go down to basketball, NBA, NBA basketball games. And we see here the Wolves are seven-point underdogs on the road against the Grizzlies. They won game one, but I think the Grizzlies get woken up here. I think that Jenkins makes adjustments, and the Grizzlies win by more than seven points. So I'm going to go Grizzlies minus seven in this game. So that's how easy it is to bet at betonline.net. Check them out today. I want to tell you right now, better friends over at the Lockdown Now podcast. The Lockdown Now podcast is a nightly recap show talking all about the NBA from the night before. So make sure you check them out over there with live and local experts. Let's dive into Sam Presti's press conference and the timeline for the Thunder rebuild. Again, fans had hope last week, but Sam Presti did a good job of deterring that narrative and making it so if they somehow make a move this offseason, which I don't think will happen, but if they do, you can refer back to the players' excitement last week. If they don't, you can point back to Sam Presti being very measured and drawn out in his press conference. The big thing is, he said, there's no race against time. And I just want to take this moment here to talk about that. No race against time doesn't necessarily mean this is going to take till 2025 or 2027. To me, this should give you calm of... There's no pressure from ownership to do something rash. There's no freak out about attendance numbers or TV numbers or anything like that. No, make the plan so we get more fan engagement. Nothing. There's no race against time because they only care about the basketball side of things. And that as a fan should make you very, very happy that they only care about the basketball side of things. And they don't want to rush into something and be the Kings and be a team that's middling in that way. That's great. It's great for your GM, especially whenever he's a smart GM like Sam Presti is, to not have pressure from ownership or meddle some owners. So no race against time does not mean that we're any further away than we were from the rebuild being finished. But it does mean stop freaking out. Number one, this whole narrative about if people don't go to games that they're going to move the team. Come on. Number one, Oklahoma's going to support the team enough to make them not move. Duh. But number two, it takes a lot more than just fans not going to games to relocate a team. And the league doesn't want relocation. They want expansion. It's why baseball right now is struggling because the Rays can't get anyone attending the ball games, and the Rays now aren't satisfied with where they're at. And it's hard to expand your league whenever there's people unhappy, right? Because all the leverage Tampa Bay has and, and Oakland has of, well, we might move to Vegas if you guys don't pay for a stadium or if you guys don't show up. That goes away whenever you expand and put a team in Vegas and, and put a team in Nashville and put a team in Montreal, whatever you want to do, right? And you cannot cut your nose to spite your face and mess up the owners you already have looking for owners and expansion. So like, there's just so many layers to it that the idea that fan attendance is going to dictate what the Thunder do on the court is silly. It's just silly. This... State will support the Thunder enough. They're going to improve every single year. The worst of it, I think, has happened. I think the worst basketball you're going to see has happened. And it happened in a year where you 
couldn't have fans. And then in a year where you still had some restrictions and protocols that deterred fans and you weren't fully back yet. I think next year you're expected to get fully back in terms of capacity and tenants and things like that. Uh, and, and then you're going to be fine. You're going to be maybe uh, just below average or average next year. That's what I think will happen. So no, no race against time. There's no indicator that the Thunder need to do anything dramatic. So just anytime I see people jumping in my mentions or DMs about what if the team moves because no one's going to games, it's just it's ridiculous. It's just silly. I don't know who started that fear-mongering, but it's not real. It's not real even in the slightest. This will not be some quick fix where you trade for a guy to get you to the play-in. You don't need to go all in and trade for just any old player that will get you closer to the middle. In fact, Sam Percy has said they don't want to be in the middle. They want to be at the top. And as I've said on this podcast forever, you'd rather be at the bottom than the middle, right? If you're just going to be in the middle, anyone can do that any year. You could go from the Pistons spot right now where they're at, you know, their record, and drag them up to the middle next year if you wanted to make the limiting moves. But the Thunder don't want to do that. And so what do the Thunder want to do? What is the future holding for the Thunder? I think it's 2023. There's a fantastic draft in 2023. There's a new CBA in 2023. And the CBA is the collective bargaining agreement. It's basically rule changes in the NBA. Just to simplify it for everybody, it's basically rule changes. And the Thunder have been messed over by this before. The new CBA had different clauses and details in there that allowed Kevin Durant to go to Golden State. Uh, for example, just of just one example uh, of how a CBA difference or loophole that gets changed during your build can mess things over. So you want to make sure that you have everything at your disposal and have everything at your fingertips, the knowledge you can have, right? So the CBA will typically go about five years. Um, that's just a kind of a standard operating procedure in most sports, if not every sport. I know it is in baseball and basketball, about five years, give or take on the CBA. And if you're the Thunder, you can push, quote unquote, push, the Thunder is still so far away that it's not even pushing, but you can wait to start to truly get out of this tanking phase in 2023 and know every single bylaw, loophole, contract language possible, trade language possible to see how you can react and build a team from there, right? And see how the CBA will impact the cap space and see how the CBA will impact trading picks, right? Knowing the Thunder's luck, it'll impact it to where you can trade less picks and less picks as of the big deals we're seeing. But you know, just seeing how it will impact the land of the NBA and adjusting from that. So the reason I think it's 2023, loaded draft, CBA, a clean book. You look at the salary sheet for the Thunder. 2023, you are paying Josh Giddy rookie deal, SGA Max deal, Pokashevsky rookie deal, Trey Mann rookie deal, Basie's a restricted free agent, Ty Jerome's a restricted free agent. Tell Malvon rookie deal on a two-way deal, you know, on a two on a second round deal, not a two-way deal, a second round deal that you might cut bait with on a non-guarantee this year. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, again, a second round deal uh, is of no consequence. You have Kenny Hustle, a free agent, Lou Dort, a free agent, Roby, a free agent, if you don't get rid of him this year on the club option. You have Wiggins on a uh, second round deal and with Critchie on a second round deal. And then that's it. You have no dead cap. You have nothing else on your books. So that gives you flexibility, not only in the free agency pool, because let's face it, it's hard to get free agents, even if the Thunder had Russell and Kevin Durant, they couldn't get free agents, but taking back salary and trades and taking back 
uh, you know, good players in trades that are making a lot of money. Because guess what, folks? Good players are making a lot of money. So the clean books is a huge deal. So in my opinion, what will happen this year is the Thunder don't tank, right? They don't, they don't shut everybody down for half a year. But they also don't go for the playoffs, right? They also don't go for the play-in. They lay a foundation. And they see how this team is, right? Whenever the Thunder say they're going to let their, the team declare itself next year, for me, what that means is not roll the ball out there and see if you can get that to play and then push for it. To me, it's roll the ball out there and see, are these young pieces worth building around, right? Is Josh Giddy going to take that step with his shooting? Is SGA going to continue to be a transcendent player and leap into the top 15 or top 12 or however high you think he can go in terms of NBA players? Can Jeremiah Robson be a player? Can Aaron Wiggins be a player? What's Lou Dort's ceiling now? Where are we at with Trey Mann? Like they're going to let those young guys define themselves in this league with, for a whole season and then see what holes they still need to fill and see how close they can get, right? And they're going to let them, let them just kind of play it out and it won't result in winning basketball. It won't result in a top two seed or a home court advantage seed or even a seventh or eighth seed. It most likely will not result in the play-in tournament, but it will give a baseline and indicator of should you really go for it in 2023? So they're either going to lay a foundation that suggests there's no other choice but to go for it in 2023 because of the new CBA, because of the loaded draft, because of the clean books, or they're going to fall flat on their face and realize, okay, maybe the timeline is 2024 or 2025. But one of the two things is going to happen, in my opinion, next year. And I would bank on this team laying a good enough foundation for itself next year that in the 2023 offseason, sparks are flying. Sam Press is wheeling and dealing. This podcast is going absolutely bonkers, and the Thunder are getting back to contention. So 2023 is what I've circled for this rebuild. Now, it's up to the young players to, to get to the Thunder, to get the Thunder to that point. But if everything goes right, I think 2023 is the year that you start to see the Thunder move towards making the playoffs and going for the postseason. And Sam Presti mentioned that he envisions what that next playoff game will feel like in Oklahoma city. And they don't want to rush it, but it's going to be special. And the thing that should give you goosebumps, if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're listening to a thunder podcast in April, in mid April, in a year in which they did not make the playoffs. And not only did they not make the playoffs? You had to watch Jalen Horde put up 2020 games and they won 24 games, the fourth worst mark in the NBA. If you're still here, if you're still listening to this podcast every single day, you're in the trenches with this team. You're in the trenches with this organization and you're going to get to watch this organization go from Jalen Horde 2020 games to SGA lifting the Larry O'Brien trophy. And you'll have been here for every step of the way. The ups, the downs, everything. And so whenever the Thunder do get back to the postseason next year, 2023, 2024, however long we have to sit here and band together and witness this rebuild and witness this tank, whenever that glorious day does come, it will be special. It will be special for everybody involved. Players who have survived the rebuild, Mark surviving the rebuild, Sam Presti completing the rebuild, whenever he's been doubted at times by the national media at this point. It will be special. So you can take solace in that. You can also take yourself to rockauto.com 
and find all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Folks, my favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars. All I know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time, effort, or money on parts I cannot use or parts I simply do not need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. And to me, another good part about rockauto.com is that they don't know me because it's a website. If I walk into a brick and mortar store, they're going to know off the bat that I know nothing about cars, that they can get one over on me. They can upcharge me for anything that they want. At rockauto.com though, I could be an expert. I could be a nobody. I could be someone who knows nothing, but who doesn't even know what a windshield looks like, right? And they're going to give me that same reliability price. So rockauto.com, amazing selection. We're reliably low prices. All the parts you probably need, rockauto.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, go check out the Locked On NBA Podcast, taking you all the way through the postseason and the offseason. We're five this week in the offseason as well at Locked On Thunder. Not going to stop, so make sure you give us a listen as well. Subscribe for free to both podcasts across all platforms, including the new platform of YouTube, so you never miss an episode. All right, let's continue breaking down this Sam Presti press conference and all that goes along with it. He had a good SGA story. He talked about how the night he traded Russell Westbrook and wrote that piece for the Oklahoman. Uh, he was leaving the, the facilities very late. He heard a ball bouncing. He snuck into an office that had a view of the court, uh, looked out the window of the office onto the court. And who was there? SGA. SGA was there just moments after he was traded to the Thunder. To the Thunder. It was still so early in his Thunder career he didn't have team-issued gear yet. And Sam jokes about, like, how do we not have this guy in gear yet for the Thunder? Uh, but didn't have team-issued gear yet. And, like, the way he told the story, he said he only told it because now he feels comfortable that SGA will be a very good player in this league. But the way he told the story was just, like, movie stuff, right? It's, just, it's stuff that, you know, if you watch the HBO's, you know, documentary or, or, or kind of uh, whatever you want to call it, documentary, biopic, um, of the Lakers right now that's on airing every Sunday uh, night. It's a great documentary. I love it. I've watched every episode so far. Uh, it's like if they put that, if they put the thunder in one of those and they put this scene in there, you'd think, oh, that's one of those dramatic, you know, dr- dramatic scenes that they've made up, right? They've stretched the truth a little bit. But obviously, we believe Sam Presti, right? So it's just kind of a passing of the torch type of thing, like a season one to season two type of thing. Uh, as, as you trade away Russell Westbrook, you get back this garden in, in SGA who is going to put the work in as well. So just a funny little story there. Uh, Team building. we got another word for team building. Now, we've heard them preach about versatility. We've heard them preach about playmaking. But yesterday, Sam Presti preached about physicality. So now, whenever we're going into player, you know, prospect profile and projections, and we're going into the offseason, what are the Thunder looking for? We know that they're looking for playmaking, versatility, and physicality. That's a big deal for you, the fan, whenever you want to speculate on who the Thunder might bring in. This is the qualities they're looking for. Also, we found out that the NBA G League does not want the Thunder playing in the Paycom Center. 
it's because of the optics, right? You're playing in this huge arena and it looks like on television because of how spaced out everything is, there's like 10 people there. And so the agility does not want to be perceived that way. So they'd rather teams play in very small venues where those 90 people or hundred people or 500 people or a thousand people, however many go, will look dispersed properly and will look like a sellout crowd. Uh, and where the Thunder want to push back on it is, you know, the Thunder shuffle guys up and down from the, from the NBA to the G League all the time. They utilize it for player development. And there's nothing more valuable than playing in the same arena. They don't want to limit, they don't want to limit their, you know, ability to develop players based on these attendance numbers at the Paycom Center for the blue. I mean, because of how it looks on television. They don't really care about how it looks on television. They care about how to get players better and get players to the league. And so that's going to be a gripe throughout the entire offseason until we find out where the Blue are going to play. If I had to predict what's going to happen, I think Sam Presti will win the battle and let and and, and work with the league to let the Thunder use the Blue home court as the Paycom Center for next year, promising better attendance numbers, and then ultimately they have to move after next year. Uh, the thing is, though, because the Thunder shuffle around players so much, you want to keep them close to home. I think that the furthest out you go is Wichita. I think that Tulsa makes a lot of sense, and I think that you know anywhere in the surrounding area does. I, don't, I do not see the Thunder being a team that ships off their G League team five states away because they just they just utilize that up and down movement so much. So it's interesting to see where they end up playing these games for the Blue uh, moving forward. He also told a very interesting story about. Uh, moving from Seattle to Oklahoma City. He was asked about Kendrick Williams wanting to retire here in Oklahoma City. Um, and he said, look, you know, he, he started talking about how in the move from Seattle to OKC, that was not the perception. You, you would have never thought that a player would say, oh, I want to retire in Oklahoma City. And he, and he always thought that this is a diamond in the rough type of thing. And, and, and they are going to change that perspective. And now they have changed the way that it's perceived in Oklahoma City as a small indicator and Kenny Hustle wanting to retire here. And in the midst of all of that, or that's the kind of context around it. In the midst of all that, he mentioned Nick Collison was the only player in the move that did not request a trade. And so immediately people go to Kevin Durant. I don't really believe Kevin Durant requested a trade after a circuit year because they were moving to OKC. Um, I don't really believe the Thunder got a trade request from Kevin Durant at all, period. Um, but I, I can understand where fans got to that point from his quote yesterday. And if you want to put a tinfoil hat on, did he really mean Kevin Durant? Was this at all tied to Katie's you know, comments a couple of weeks ago about how the Thunder have to uh, retire his jersey for the sake of basketball? Uh, who knows? Who knows, right? But personally, I think it was just kind of a generalization. and It didn't literally mean every single player. But if it did, so what? I mean, so what? Uh, the idea that, you know, KD requested a trade and why didn't the Thunder trade him because he left for nothing to me is null and void because the way I view it is nothing is more important than a championship, not trading Kevin Durant for whoever the Warriors would have given up, not trading for Kevin Durant to whomever, right. And getting back, for example, the, the Pacers got back Victor Ladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. Let's say the Thunder trade Kevin Durant for a package of that caliber of players, not, not those exact players, but the, you know, the caliber of players that those two guys are and ended up being. To me, that's not worth it because that Thunder team was up 3-1 on the Warriors and we all think would have beat the Cavs. And so even if you get that championship and he still leaves the Golden State for free, you at least got that championship. So if Kevin Durant did, did request a trade, which I don't think he did, but if he did, I still agree with the decision not to trade him because you 
we're on the cusp of a championship. And that's just the way I view it. Now, it can go to a deeper conversation. Did KD request a trade and, you know, there was something else the Thunder could have done, like trading Russ, for example, to make Kevin Durant happy and, and smooth everything over. And then we never find out about how much of a quote-unquote snake Kevin Durant is. Maybe. Who knows? But that's just so far gone that I think that you should just let history be history and, and, and feel however you want to feel about the scenario. But in terms of did he make the wrong move of not trading Kevin Durant, for me, no, because you gave yourself a chance to win a championship every single year that he was healthy. Every single year he was healthy, the Thunder had a shot to win a title. And even that last year, which we didn't know was his last year going into it, obviously, but even that last year, whenever you left for nothing, you could have beaten the, the Warriors. That beat, You went to the finals, and then you could have beat the Cavs team that was waiting for you in that final. So I, I don't think it was a wrong move at all. I don't really think that he meant it as in Kevin Durant. I think it was kind of a broader generalization, but still. Uh, he also had kind words for KD, though. He called KD a uh, basketball god, and uh, I believe he called Harden genius and, and Russell Westbrook a warrior. But uh, nonetheless, the last thing is the extension front. He was asked about Lou Dort and Darius Basie extension eligible this offseason. I'm telling you, I just got the vibe, and, and I could be wrong. I'd be shocked if these deals get done this offseason. I think the Thunder went ahead into 2023 with as much flexibility as possible. And again, knowing every contract loophole and language and what all you can do now in contracts after the new CBA in 2023. Number one, basically does not really deserve it in the sense of you not giving Basley a contract the second he's eligible for one should not deter him from re-signing. Now with Lou Dort, he has more of a gripe if you don't give him a contract the second he's eligible. But on the same token, you've also taken care of him down the road. Um, you know, up to this point, taking care of him by taking a shot on him after the shot on him after the draft and by bringing him to the bubble on on, on that standard NBA deal, which ends up being a steal and, and the biggest bargain in the NBA. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't really matter either way. If you give him a good enough offer, he's going to resign, even if it's not this off season. So just don't freak out whenever there might not be an extension for these two guys. I think that the Thunder really want to have an, as much flexibility as possible heading into 2023. But we'll see how that all unfolds. It'll be a fun offseason either way, and it all relies on the NBA draft lottery. All of this stuff, the 2023 goal, everything relies on the draft lottery. You cannot afford terrible lottery luck and not, and not trade up and still have the goal of 2023. You need another dominant player. And you get that by getting in the top three. So you're hoping that the draft lottery goes your way in that sense. Speaking of the draft, on tomorrow's show, we're going to have our lottery big board, NBA draft stock watch, and talk about what's happening around the NBA playoffs. And then on Thursday, we're going to have a player profile and projection for prospects for Chet with our good friend Mavs draft on Twitter, which will be a lot of fun. And then Friday, We'll have one for Jabari Smith. So a lot coming up on Lockdown Thunder. Make sure you stay tuned and subscribe for free across all platforms so you never miss an episode. And until then, be good. Be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.